This is the Helping You Win Leadership Podcast. Our number one goal is to help you take a step, whether it's in life, leadership, or ministry. The mission is simple, to help you win. We're so glad you've joined us today. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media at Helping You Win Podcast. Now, here's your host, Seth Tomboli. Man, I cannot believe that we are on the 18th episode, not counting all of the bonus episodes and bonus content that we have done this semester. And this is the finale. This is the final episode of season one. And I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for the support. We had no idea that it was going to um, grow the way that it grew this first season. I expected like 10 people and most of them to be my family members to listen to this podcast. But I want to share some stats with you really quick um, because this is what I believe. I believe that what we fail to celebrate will depreciate. And so I love to celebrate wins. Obviously, this is the Helping You Win podcast. And so um, if I haven't uh, met you personally or met you through the podcast, my name is Seth Tomboli. I am from Little Rock, Arkansas. I pastor at a church here called New Life Church, founded and planted by Pastor Rick and Michelle Bizet. And um, man, we've we've been able to reach a lot of people um, through this podcast this uh, semester. We have re- we've reached right under 3,000 listeners on seven different platforms. Platforms. 42 different states have tuned into this podcast and uh, four different countries. Um, this has been through a stretch of three and a half months. So um, whenever you listen to this podcast, just know that this was a three and a half month stretch of um, the first season. We had 16 speakers and guests with us on the first season of the podcast. And this is a crazy statistic. We have reached approximately 60,000 people through social media, uh, between Facebook and Instagram, a little bit of TikTok. And um, this is what I know, is that this summer, as we take a break, we'll release a few bonus episodes through the summer, but um, we're really going to hit it hard this fall, and we'll start recording these episodes during the summer of 2021. Um, But this summer, this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage you to grow. Um, So I want you to get a journal out. Uh, You can use your phone, computer, whatever. But I want I want you to write a few things down. These these are a few things that are in my heart. Um, I'm going to read through a couple of these, and then at the end of this podcast episode, I'm going to give you a few resources to use this summer. A few books. A few podcasts that I personally listen to for my my personal growth um, that I love, and um, we'll just kind of go from there. So I want to give you a few uh, practical things you can do this summer to grow. The first thing is this: it's just it's more of a reminder. It is you are what you eat, right? You've heard this before. You are what you eat. Um, I have personally been on a weight loss and health journey. Um, Really not trying to do like a like a fad diet or, um, you know, just I'm not going to name any of those because I don't want to offend anybody if you're doing it currently. But I, I wanted to change my lifestyle because um, before I can grow mentally and spiritually, man, I believe that my body needs to be in check. I, I just believe that if we are healthy in our physical 
body that everything else will flow from that. And so I felt comfortable telling everyone else in my life, hey, you can follow me as I follow Christ in most areas of my life. And that sounds very hypocritical, but the reality is, is that most of us say, follow me in my relationship with my spouse, follow me the way that I lead in the church, the way that I spend time with God. You know, you go down the list of things, but when it comes to our personal health, for me, man, I've just kind of written it off and uh, it's just kind of eat whatever, do whatever, um, drinking energy drinks and sodas and just, and I'm, I'm not, I don't frown upon those things. I, I just think that we have to be mindful of what we put into our body. And so recently from January all the way till now, um, the, the middle of June, I've lost around 40 pounds and y'all, I feel great. Uh, I genuinely feel like a new person and I want to encourage you to do the same. You are what you eat. So that's physically, but it's also what are you putting into your your body? What are you putting into your ears? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Um, you know, some people are uber religious when it comes to the shows you watch and the movies you watch, and some people um, are on the opposite side, and they have absolutely no boundaries at all. And um, maybe you're watching something that triggers something inside of you that makes you tempted to do something else. Um, I just want to remind you, you are what you eat. If you're, listen- if you're listening to trash music um, and you're watching things that lead you to a place that's not a good place, um, I just want to ask you, man, think about that. This summer, as you are growing and you're getting ready for the fall in your family, your business, your church, whatever it may be, just want to remind you, you are what you eat, okay? We're going to move to the next one. Uh, the next thing I wrote down is, uh, man, get uncomfortable this summer. Get uncomfortable. What does that mean? That means that uh, if you were to draw a circle um, around all the things that you currently do that you're comfortable doing, it is stepping outside of that circle. Now, I'm not telling you to stop doing the things that you're comfortable doing. I'm just saying add some excitement and some challenge to your summer. Um, Maybe that means reading a a different type of book. Maybe that means listening to some other podcasts. Maybe that means um, talking to someone in your family about your faith and about what God's doing in your life personally. Maybe it means taking your spouse on a date um, and reigniting the flame in your marriage. Um, I could go down a list of things that may be uncomfortable for you right now, um, but the biggest encouragement that I want you to receive from this is that you just get uncomfortable. Uh, Step out in faith this summer and watch what God will do. Uh, The next thing I wrote down is lose your pride. Um, Some of you may be offended just hearing me say lose your pride. Um, That may mean that you're prideful, okay? Um, This is what I know um, is that prideful people, super prideful people, if they're ever confronted about their pride, um, they usually say something like, if I was prideful, I would know that I'm prideful, right? That's just like a prideful statement in itself. And so lose the pride. Um, I I just believe that—I'm going to read this quote— It says, knowing God without recognizing our own sin makes for pride. Recognizing our own sin without knowing God makes for despair. Knowing Jesus strikes the balance because Jesus shows us both God and our own brokenness. 
Um, you know, there's there's the Bible's full of people who are full of pride and people who are full of faith, people who are full of both of those. But this is what I'll, I'll say. This is a challenging statement, but you will be led by what you are most filled with. So if you are most filled with pride, you're going to be led by pride. If you're most filled with the Spirit of God and faith, you're going to be led by faith. If you're, if you're filled with your own emotions and feelings, you're going to be led by those as well. Um, you know, I always joke about people's responses to, to God and Scripture. You've got Joshua. He was told, hey, march around the walls of Jericho for, for seven days. For six of those days, you're going to march one time around each day, but on the seventh day, you're going to march uh, seven times around the wall, blow the trumpet, and the walls will crumble. I would be like, God, you know, because I've struggled with pride. I would be like, God, I think I have a better way. Um, God, I don't know if you know much about construction or building projects, but that's not how you take a wall down. We do this with God. I read scripture and I ask questions. I always ask about why did these guys obey? Why did they step out in in obedience and faith and obey? They knew that God knew what was best. They obeyed and God moved. Let me give you another example. Naaman, he was told to dip himself to dip in the muddy water. How many times? 7 times and he will be made clean. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you got in muddy water and became more clean? than you were before. Muddy water makes things more dirty. Um, Some things that God asks us to do, maybe even this summer, they may not make sense in our own eyes. But what I want to encourage you with is that if you would lose the pride, if you would ask God to fill you with faith and get a little uncomfortable, maybe he would do something miraculous in your life. What happened? Naaman was healed. Got in the muddy water. When he came out of the water, he was, he was clean. The third example is, is one that you may have heard, but Abraham, go to the top of the mountain and sacrifice your son. I would be like, God, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. But he was, he was obedient. He went to the mountain. He drew the knife on his son. And what, what happened? There was a ram in the thicket. God provided another way out. I say all of that to say this. If you are filled with pride, that that very thing is probably leading your decisions. It's probably leading your finances. It's probably leading your marriage, your personal growth. But if you are filled with faith and you are filled with the Spirit of God and you are filled with a humble heart, um, I, I believe that we can we can lead people not only to Christ, but we can lead people to the best versions of themselves this Summer Pride makes us believe that we know what's best for our life. Pride makes us have preconceived notions about God's power. And I just want to ask you a question. Have you squeezed Jesus into a little box, your own little mold, because of pride? Get rid of the pride this summer. Um, another thing I wrote down is lose the insanity. Uh, you know, I, every message I preach, I always talk about insanity. And the reason I talk about insanity is because I see it so often. It's This is what insanity is. It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Let, let me say that this way. If you are getting the same result, try something different, okay? Um, 
Try something different. Attack it from another angle. Change your perspective. Change your tactics. Go about it a different way. I always joke about, you know, if it's not working and it hasn't worked for five years or 10 years, you're probably doing something wrong, right? This is a very simple principle, but we get it wrong so often. Don't live in a state of insanity this this summer. You know, they named a workout routine after the word insanity, which I never understood because it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That doesn't that doesn't seem like good marketing to me. But anyways, lose the insanity, lose the pride, get uncomfortable. You are what you eat. And another thought is um, choose to be content but not complacent. Those are two different things. I don't know if you know this, but y'all, contentment and complacent, are not the same thing because this is what happens. What was once intimate and in intimacy quickly grows to complacency. And, and here's the caveat is that no one wakes up in the morning and says, I can't wait to be complacent today. But we get to a place of complacency when we just start going through the motions, when things become so familiar uh, there was a church in uh, the church of Ephesus. Maybe you've read about this. Um, there was a letter of rebuke written to them. It says, you've done all of these things well, but you have for- forsaken, you forgot your first love, the love that you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. This is just a, a little tip for you. If you've lost the intimacy and you've kind of grown to a place of complacency, and you want to get to a place to where you're content in who you're called to be and what you're doing in life, content in your relationship with Jesus, content. A Christian contentment is a good thing, but we know that something has gone dormant and complacent when the excitement and the passion is no longer present. I'll say it this way. Complacency is not contentment because contentment says, I find joy in the blessings of walking with God. Complacency says, I stopped walking a long time ago. You know if someone's complacent when their best days are behind them. When when you ask them about how God's moving in their life and they only reference the past. Uh, some red flags of complacency. You've started to compare yourself with other broken people instead of the holiness of God's word. You know, a complacent person will find someone else who's struggling, and they'll say this, I'm not as bad as they are. Complacency. You, you, another red flag, you, you may have started to trust in your own ability, your own strength, your own provision, and not God's. Another red flag, you've become very comfortable in the culture in which you live in. You just kind of go with the flow. You you share what everybody else shares on social media. If they're doing it, you're doing it. Listen, complacency is, is not getting comfortable in the culture you live in. It's making a stand for Christ. Uh, another red flag, your awareness is high, but your action is low. One of my least favorite things is being around people who they just advocate for everything, but there's no action attached to it. I'm all about um, people advocating. I'm all about people being aware. But man, when you're only aware and there's no action that follows it, it, it's a really bad place to be. 
Um, I love this quote from a famous theologian. He said, we love the truth when it enlightens us, but we hate it when it convicts us. Y'all, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I need the Word of God. I, I need the Spirit of God to lead me, to convict me, to show me the right direction to go. Next thing I wrote down, ask hard questions. But don't just ask hard questions. Apply the answers you receive. What does this mean? Get some accountability in your life. Start asking people that are further ahead in life questions that you may not know the answers to. Um, stop, um, stop being just okay with what you know. I believe that the people that surround us in life are so vital. It's so important. But if you're not applying what you're asking, if you're not applying the advice that they give you, you're not benefiting your life. You're not benefiting anybody else either. And the last thing is this. Um, I want to end on this, and then I want to give you a couple um, ways to grow this summer. Um, it's, it's a question, and um, I'll explain the question in a second. What do you want Jesus to marvel at when he looks at your life? What do you want God to marvel at when he looks at your life? You know, and there's this place in scripture that has really wrecked me the last like six weeks. It's in Luke 4. You can look it up. There's another uh, place it's written about in Mark, the gospel of Mark. It's in Mark 6. Um, Jesus returns to his hometown in Nazareth, and uh, you can go read about this. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but listen. These people thought they knew who Jesus was, but they did not know who Jesus was. Um, and because of their unbelief, Jesus was limited on what he could do in that city. Um, it says that he could not do a mighty work there. And this, I don't miss this. He marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their unbelief. Now, that word marveled is used two times in Scripture to explain how Jesus felt about something. One time in Scripture, he marveled at the centurion man who had the utmost amount of faith but had no reason to have any faith. So you've got this guy who's got all the faith in the world but has no reason to have faith. And then you've got all the people who Jesus grew up with in Nazareth, his family, his friends, his, his peers, the people who taught him and changed his diapers. Man, I don't even know if they had diapers back then, but people who were way too familiar with Jesus. And it says that Jesus marveled at their unbelief. So he marveled at someone's faith who didn't have a reason to believe, and he marveled at someone's unbelief when they had every reason to believe and so when, you, when God looks into your life this summer and going into the fall, what does he marvel at? Is he marveling at the amount of faith that you have in him and believing for the impossible? Or does he marvel at your unbelief, your, your lack of faith? I know that's a challenging question, but I do believe that there could be fruit from it if we apply uh, some of these things that I've asked um, today. I want to give you a couple resources, and then I'm going to pray for you, praying that you have an amazing summer, or whenever you listen to this, I just pray that it's your best season yet. A few podcasts that I recommend, John Maxwell Leadership Podcast, um, All Our Ways by Noah Heron, Focus on This by Michael Hyatt, 
Carrie Newoff Leadership Podcast, the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, and the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. I love all of these. These are ones that I listen to on a weekly basis. Um, and then I want to give you five book recommendations. Um, one, actually, I'm going to give you six uh, book recommendations. Number one is Atomic Habits. Um, this is a great book to learn how to develop habits that are going to lead you to a better life. Um, number two, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. This book is fantastic. I'm sure you've heard about it. It will bless your life. Number three, Amplified Leadership. If you want to learn how to build a team, um, how to engage a follower, how to lead someone, how to um, build a healthy organization. This book is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Number four, Developing the Leader Within You. This is John Maxwell, one of, I believe, one of his best works. And then the fifth is John Maxwell as well. It's The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. If you if you read all of these books this summer, I mean, you're going to be a better person um, and you're going to have a better understanding of how to lead yourself and how to lead other people and how to grow in your walk with Christ. And that's my my last recommendation. Um, and it actually is my first recommendation. But for obviously, this is a Christian podcast, um, but you need to read the word of God. Um, if you don't have the word of God, listen, all of these books I just mentioned, the, the methods are going to change. All of this stuff is changing, leading people. All this stuff changes. The Word of God will never change. It stays the same, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you want to build your life on something, open the Word of God and ask for the Holy Spirit to lead you, to teach you, to direct you, and He will. I'm going to pray for you, and I hope you have an amazing summer. We will be back in the fall and uh, man, check out these other podcasts. They're fantastic. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the listener right now who's listening to this. Lord, I pray that they can apply some of the things we talked about. And this is an unedited, uncut. I'm not going to go through and make a bunch of tweaks to this podcast. I'm just going to give this right here, this recording as it is. And God, I, I believe you're going to soften the hearts of the people listening to this. You're going to show them maybe areas where they're prideful maybe areas where they're not letting you lead them. And I believe they're going to have a very fruitful and growing summer. God, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would show them what they need to change in their life, to grow in their leadership, to grow in their relationship with you, to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Thank you for this semester and this season, our first ever season of the Helping You Win podcast. God, you have been all in the mix of this, and, uh, and this is all for you. And so, God, I pray that you would continue to bless this thing and bless the person listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. We love y'all. Have an amazing summer. Thank you again for joining us on today's episode. We are so honored to help you win in life leadership and ministry. Find us on all social media platforms at Helping You Win Podcast. And then also, man, if you would go subscribe and leave us a review, it would help us a ton and share it on social media. We believe that we lead better when we lead together.